Welcome back to the Cordell and Cordell and Men's Divorce Podcast and Videocasts. I'm Scott Trout, CEO and Managing Partner of Cordell and Cordell, and we continue to bring you uh, topics related to guys going through divorce, I guess before, during, and after, in all matters regarding family law. And today is no different. We're going to talk a little bit about parenting plans, and I'm joined by Tally Collins in our Scottsdale, Arizona office. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks. I know we want to talk about parenting plan. We use that word a lot, but before I get started, always start with the idea that, and the warning that this isn't an attorney-client relationship. We don't want you to take this as legal advice. Uh, There's so many variances in your case. There's so many different unique facts and circumstances that would dictate something different when we have a conversation. So just take it for what it is, and that is educational. We want you to take some notes. We want you to use this as uh, speaking points to go seek an attorney. And obviously, as I've always said, uh, if you want to have a consult with us after listening to this today, or you just have more questions about other things, you can find us on the web at cordellcordell.com, or you can reach us at 866-DADS-LAW. We're available for consultations to talk specifically about your case, to give you some strategy and guidance, obviously, either telephone, virtual, or where appropriate, uh, keeping health and safety in, uh, in mind in person throughout some of the offices around the country. So let's get started, Tally. You know, we talk a lot about when guys come in uh, for divorce uh, or we're in our town hall. We talk about parenting plan. You know, there are variances of that term throughout the country, but many guys are wondering, you know, if we think we know what it means, but let's talk a little bit about that and what tell guys what it means, specifically since you're in Arizona, what does it mean as a parenting plan? A parenting plan is a co-parenting arrangement. So it's a, it's a plan that outlines exactly how you and your spouse are going to raise or your ex-spouse are going to raise your children. So it can, anything from, you know, your day-to-day parenting time to your decision-making to how you're going to resolve issues. Um, it really can outline exactly what you guys are going to do on a day-to-day and, and a long-term basis. Um, research has actually shown that if your plan is customized to your family, your kids and your family will actually do better than if it was just like a one-off, hey, we're going to follow just the basics that the court requires. So if you guys can tailor your plan to your kids and your family, your, your, parents, your parenting time will go better, I think, and your co-parenting relationship will, will be better. Yeah, I mean, it really it is no doubt. I mean, many questions guys say, well, you know, we're, we're getting along. I trust her. You know, everything's worked out. Do we really need all this in writing? And do you need so many details? You know, you look at a parenting plan, it could be, you know, a long plan. Mm -hmm. And so that's a good question. And many guys think, you know, they want to get this, you know, to get along and they don't want to have to live by a piece of paper, but why is it important to have details in that parenting plan? The more specific you are at the beginning, I have found will lead to less problems going forward. And so while if you guys get along right now, I think that's awesome. If you never have to look at your parenting plan again, great, but it's also your backstop. So in the event that you guys don't get along, there is an issue. There's a new person. A lot of times I see a new new spouse or significant other comes in the picture and they kind of want to upset the apple cart. That's where these um, parenting plans come most in effect. Um, also, it it allows the parents to know exactly what's going on. So if you have one parent that tends to dominate versus the other, a parenting plan is the way, you know, it's, the, it's what the parents need to follow. And if you guys don't, you know, follow it, then there's, there can be repercussions. But yeah. You know, ultimately, you know, if it's well thought out, you guys think about it in your family, I see there's less problems going down the road and hopefully less modifications or issues going forward. So. Yeah, I mean, it's all new, hopefully. You know, we have our uh, repeat uh, guys who are divorced multiple times. They know that they know what goes on. But, mm-hmm. you know, the super majority, and in, in, in you're going to come across a situation, uh, you're like, now what do I do? 
you know, choice of education, you know, which school do they go to, major medical decisions, you know, well, you know, if we can't get along, well, what does the parenting plan say? I mean, that's really, I guess, to emphasize your point is, look, we encourage people to get along. We encourage people to, to try to work together like they have been as parents. But in the event of a disagreement, it must rule and it makes things easier. You don't have to go back to court. You don't have mm -hmm. to seek necessarily court intervention. Um, but I guess then that brings up the question is, should they follow the parenting plan? And if so, why should they do it? Well, they should follow the parenting plan, number one, because it's a court order. So we always want to follow our court orders. Um, so in the, in the event that you guys, you know, parents agree to deviate from it, then it needs to be agreement between the parties. Oftentimes, the parenting plans will say those changes need to be in writing if they're, if they're substantial changes. If it's, hey, I'm just going to flip this day for this day, then maybe that's not necessary. But it's important to follow the plan um, as is or pretty close to it if you and your spouse want to. Um, one reason it will prevent a modification. So if you have equal parenting time, um, but you guys start changing the plan outside of it and you, you know, one parent has less parenting time, that can actually generate a modification in the future to take parenting time away from the parenting that the parent that's not exercising it. So it's really important to prevent against modifications. So you do want to follow it pretty close to the T unless, unless it's your intention to, to not, right? So if you are right. a parent that's getting more parenting time, you know, ultimately you could use that to your benefit too. Right. I mean, I think it is important. I mean, I talk to guys about following the orders as it relates to custody, but I, at a minimum, meaning at a minimum exercise what's given to you. And I mm -hmm. encourage guys to encourage their ex to kind of get more time. I mean, you don't want it to be the reverse. You don't want to exercise less than what you're given, as you suggest. Right. It's setting up a modification where you're going to wind up in trouble. And I think that's always a big problem. Right, a modification of your actual parenting time, a modification of the child support in a lot of circumstances. Yep. Um, you're less involved with your children on a day-to-day -day life. So it really can have some ripple effects you know, into the future if you don't exercise you know, what's there. For some dads out there, the coronavirus pandemic has become a pretext to limit access to their children. Other dads have been pushed out of key decisions affecting their children's lives. If you're one of those dads, Cordell & Cordell is here for you, as always, but with expanded services. We can meet you in person or by video conference on weekdays, evenings, or weekends. Our goal is to step up our service to meet your needs now. I get the, the question I know you do as well. So why can't I just go to the internet and print out a parenting plan and just use it? I mean, come on, it's just standard, right? And so, <laughs> you know, I, I wince uh, when that happens. And I, you know, there's so many, especially representing guys, mm -hmm. there's so many important provisions. And so maybe you can talk about some of those. And I know I have one that I'm always, um, I harp on, but maybe you can talk a little bit about what do you think if guys are watching right now, they get their pen out, they mm -hmm. write these down. These are important provisions to think about. So um, one important one is a relocation. I've been seeing this a lot recently with COVID and just the, the world that we're living in right now. So um, you really want a very specific provision on relocation. How can, it, how can it happen? Do you need to follow your state's laws or can you just you know, provide notice to the other parent and just move? And so that's a really, really crucial one. It's also you know, how far can the other parent move for actual parenting time? Can they move 50 miles or 100 miles? Because if it's too far, then obviously co-parenting is really challenging. So relocation is a really important one. And to your point, I think it's important that um, the parents know that your plan is very, very specific on, on some of these. So you don't, 
um, you don't put yourself in a circumstance that can lead to a relocation and not even realize. I have a client right now who, um, you know, the mom just up and left. And so now we're trying to figure out, okay, now what do we do if the parenting plan wasn't specific or there wasn't one in, you know, in effect, then how do we, how do we get that child back, you know, back to dad? So a lot of times if you just use the court's forms, sometimes that's fine. A lot of times that's not written by, those aren't, those don't gear to your family. To the point earlier, your family's going to do better if it's really specific to your family. So you yeah. You know, yeah, they're parent exactly. neutral. You know, they're yeah. going to follow the minimum aspects of the law, right? And they're not going to provide a provision that may be beneficial to one or the other. It's just going to be straight down the middle. And, and mm-hmm. there are times like that, for example, uh, right of first refusal. Yeah. Um, I'm a big proponent of that. Maybe talk about how that probably won't be in many parenting plans. And it can benefit. And it benefits both, obviously. But it could benefit guys particularly. Maybe talk about that. Right. So uh, right, of first, right of first refusal means that in lieu of your kids going to a babysitter, another family member, someone else, your spouse or ex-spouse or the parent has to ask you first to see if you're available to watch the children. Um, that's also, you know, it's always better to have a parent watch the kids than, than some, someone else. So uh, that's a really good provision that, you know, a dad may not think about because it's sometimes not in the standard parenting plan. They may not know what it means. And so, so just by virtue of not understanding it, they'll just say, no, we don't need this provision. But a lot of times when you talk through the certain scenarios, if, you know, the other parent or mom's working late at night, you do want dad to be offered it instead of new boyfriend, other family member, you know, mm-hmm. brand a babysitter. So it, that's a provision that I, I see quite often that is beneficial to dads to, so they can yeah. exercise more parenting time than their parenting plan, you know, has in it. Legal custody, it's a big one. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I always use it as a negotiation strategy by giving up the label. I talk about physical custody being a label, perhaps. You could have mm-hmm. uh, equal time and give the other parent uh, something. In Missouri, for example, you would say primary physical parent, right? Or primary physical okay. custody. And so mm-hmm. it sounds important. It sounds like I'm getting something for it. But if I give up this, the amount of time, and I talk to my clients, I'm like, what, what really matters to you is time, not labels. So let's give you the time. But what really is important is the definition, the description of legal custody. Because a standard form on the internet or issued by the court um, may provide something that's very neutral that gives the parent an out. So maybe talk about why defining legal custody is important for guys. So legal decision-making in Arizona, we have four different components. So we focus on education, um, personal care, religious, and medical. And so you do want to be very specific on how do you do that and how do you enforce it? So do we start with just joint legal, so parents have equal say, or do we have one parent gets to make the ultimate decision, or do we have one parent that just makes a decision and lets the other parent know? So you want to know with that one specifically what your what rights are you giving up if you give up joint legal or or give something more to to mom. Um, I think joint legal parents need to co-parent and make decisions together. And Mm -hmm. so, but oftentimes breakdown of communication is not going to make that possible. So how else do we move your, move the forward? So is it, do we give final say to dad? Do we give final say to mom? Mm -hmm. Um, It is important though to know, you know, what does that mean? So if you give final say to mom on, you know, school of choice, will that mean that she can just move the child to whatever school she wants? So in, in some circumstances, yeah, I mean, that's, that's yeah. the issue. So the, it can go, you know, right now, again, under COVID, it's, hey, I have, a, I have a mom right now who only wants a kid in, 
in online school. Dad's like, no, when school reopens, I'd like to have him back in person. And so, but mom has final say. So what does that mean for my client now? So yeah. what is that? So it's, it's, you do need to know what it, what these actually mean. Yeah. Yeah. I always use, I like the words meet, confer, and agree. Yeah. You know, you'll mm-hmm. see sometimes if the other opposing counsel represents mom, it'll be meet and confer, which is mm-hmm. great. And mom picks up the phone and says, what do you think? And I, I say, well, I don't like it. She goes, too bad. Click. Right. Now it's done. She's complied with the court order. It's just, it, that language is so weak and you'll find it. It's so important. Mm-hmm. And then you have extracurricular activities. So things that may impact your time. I've seen bad divorces where the other parent decides to schedule extracurricular activities without consent and they they impede upon my client's time. So isn't that equally important to put something in the plan about extracurricular activities? Absolutely. So you know what, again, you're part, both parents are part of part of the kids' lives, right? So the, the dads get to decide too what's going on with what's with their kids. What are they doing? I've had people, if you think about, you know, again, when we go to the planning phase of the parenting plan, if something is important to you at the beginning, hey, I really want my child to play piano or mm-hmm. soccer. You can put that in the parenting plan so that becomes a non-issue going down, you know, down the, down the road. Um, but you do want to make sure that your, your extracurriculars don't interfere with your parenting time too much because I've had, yeah, it's like you, hey, dances on every single day. Well, if my, my dad doesn't have parenting yeah. time, you know, depending on what the schedule is, he may not have much parenting time except to watch his daughter, you know, dance around, which is, which is fine if he's totally supportive of it. But again, that parent-child relationship is really important to develop. And so just watching and sitting on the sidelines for some of those activities, if it interferes all the time. Right. You know, I mean, it's even the cost. Probably. Yeah, the cost yes. of these things. I mean, that, not to be, you know, to be vindictive and, and not want to have encourage your children to do things. But I mean, these things rack up and I've had uh, a, you know, a client I've represented on a contempt where mom was required to get consent before enrolling. But what she did was she picked the most expensive places, dance things, and, and really vindictively got our client on the hook without asking. So it's equally important, not just for the time, mm-hmm. but for the cost, right? Absolutely. So from the you know, child support itself is usually dictated by the amount of time and then the unreimbursed medical or, or extracurricular expenses in this case, you know, if it's percentage or pro rata and dad makes more than mom, he can be on the hook for a lot more percentage wise. Or if you get into, yeah, some of these really um, expensive sports that are really time consuming or involve travel, yeah. those can really, you know, and if one parent doesn't agree. Um, if dad doesn't agree that, you know, traveling soccer is the way to go because it interferes with all his right. parenting time, then absolutely it can be a, it kind of can be a mess. So that's why the more clear we are at the beginning, the, the yeah. better the, the family hopefully will run at the end of it, even right. with I mean, disagreements. Totally. That travel soccer, and I know it struck a chord like with Mona. My, my son does travel baseball and he travels eight weekends of the, of the summer. And imagine how much time if, if they were just depends. I mean, it could t- take out a huge chunk if you don't have a say-so. So it's so important to just be involved. And you may ultimately agree. It's just so long as you're informed and you consent and it's and it's all the information's presented. Let me think that's the important part I think we're talking about here is design a plan that affords you the rights that you're entitled to and the ability to have that discussion mm-hmm. and be a parent, not just be somebody who has to just you know let someone, I always use the, uh, the phrase, drive the bus. You don't want to be a passenger. You want to be a co-driver of that bus somehow. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, and, and a parenting plan is a way to do that. So in a marriage, particularly, or when parents mm-hmm. are living together, maybe one parent took the lead on one of these, on some of this stuff. 
but yeah. in a you know a separation issue then we both you know the parents need to make these decisions together and moving forward and it's going to be ultimately you know in the kid's best interest to do that so yeah so as we kind of wrap up the segment on parenting plan Talk about how Cordell and Cordell, how can you help guys who may be in a situation that they have an existing parenting plan that they find not workable, they don't like, there's problems. Can it change? What can you do for them? Yeah, so the first step what we would do is actually review the parenting plan. And so different states have different um, different ways that we can modify. Sometimes we, we can't. Sometimes, we, a lot of times though we can't. So we'll look at, do you need to have to attempt mediation first? And hey, what types of, what parts of the parenting plan aren't working for you? Are there some workarounds? Are there some ways that we can negotiate with the opposing party prior to even going through litigation and starting the mediation process? Oftentimes we can just say, okay, this isn't working for me. Can we send the opposing party a letter and say, hey, what do you think about this? And they may well agree saying, you know what? That's not a big deal to me. We'll just let it go. Um, Sometimes we have to attempt mediation first, so then we'll you know, figure out private mediation or go through the courts, and then if ultimately we can't agree and we do qualify and there's a change of circumstances from the last order, we can file a modification on those particular issues. Yeah. We do wanna decide how big those issues are. You know, Sometimes it's kind of issues, sometimes they build up though, right? So to your to baseball, right? We don't necessarily have to have a home run, but we could have some mm -hmm. base hits, and those base hits will have let, lead us to be able to modify. Yeah. So that's how we can, yeah. And the standards, and it definitely, and guys are listening and watching around the country, the standard typically is less than when you're trying to change custody itself. It could be a best interest standard. Mm -hmm. So you may be able to tweak something at a much easier, I, I you know, loosely use that word, mm -hmm. um, but it is a lower standard of proof, of, of requirement. And so I encourage guys to go have a consult, talk about parenting plan, bring in the divorce decree, you know, there may be even things that you can modify right now that you didn't realize that you could on child support. And it may be, you know, that it, there's a difference uh, in what you're exercising. You may be able to get an yeah. overnight credit, just all kinds of variances. And it's the best hour you'll spend uh, of an investment in that time to see what's going on. So Tally, good stuff. As always, Thank <laughs> thanks for joining today. And I know Absolutely. that guys will find this so useful. So thanks again. You're welcome. Have a good one. So as we continue to bring you information, we'll do this uh, twice each week moving forward. And tune in and check us out uh, at Cordell Cordell on Facebook. You'll find more information about our virtual town hall coming up again in August, where we'll talk about topics related to guys before, during, and after divorce. And more importantly, you'll have an opportunity to log in, ask questions live of our uh, panel of Cordell and Cordell attorneys from around the country, and get answers live. So check us out uh, at the Facebook page of Cordell Cordell uh, or you can check out our YouTube channel and check out all of our previous videos, including podcasts like this. Again, thanks for joining and continue to tune in. Until next time, have a great week.